There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to the Toast and Happy Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. That's right, bitches, it's motherfucking Friday. It's mother trucking Friday, bro. Hey, bro, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? You're sitting in front of a gorgeous impressionist painting in a new location. Yes, I'm podcasting from the Hamptons, me and Ben, taking our first official road trip with the new vehicle. We drove the new vehicle last night to the Hamptons, and it was a gorgeous ride. Ben hadn't driven it yet. If you saw the vlog, you know that like I had to drive it home from the lot by myself, which was so scary. Um, so we're just like loving life with the freedom of having your own car. Amazing. I'm so glad you put it to great use. What are you guys getting up to in the Hamptons today? Well, today it's like a little cloudy and it's still a work day. So I'm podcasting. Ben, thank God we're staying at this place. I'll tell everyone about it when I leave. It's really cute. Um, We have like this little cottage with a backyard. Ben is working outside because if I had to hear his fucking call voice, I seriously, like I would blow my own brains out. I can't with my husband's voice on a call. First of all, he talks so loud for no fucking reason. So loud. Are you ever in the car on a call? Like I feel as though my eardrums were going to give out. Am I ever in a car on a call? Yes, I swear to God. Certain times, like when Ben's talking on the phone in the car, something about the pitch of his voice goes straight to the center of my brain. And I seriously, I don't know. It's like a reflex. I literally could reach over and punch him straight in the jaw. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is. It's infuriating. Infuriating. Uh, So I hear you have a backyard. I know Theo's not there, but could he have been there? Honestly, I don't know if this is like a... um, a pets pet friendly property I'm sure that it is I didn't even ask I didn't realize we'd, like what we'd have would have like enough space there's like a literally a fenced in yard I totally could have brought him but Theo's so happy to be with his grandparents this weekend it's not even an issue no I'm sure it's not I just I think of him I worry about him you fear for him no I fear for you and your fears yeah 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 I mean I fear for everything <laughs> I think the toast to this week has taught us all that. It has. It really has. That's been a learning lesson. It's been a, a great week of the toast. It has. So much jacks. So much jacks. Even though it was only a four-day week, we had Stassi. We had book launch. Oh, my God. Speaking, not Stassi being this week. I know. Speaking of book launch, though, Claudia and I recorded a Patreon episode yesterday that will be up right when you're listening to this episode. Um, and it's all about the book, The Camper and the Counselor, taking all of your questions about how I got it published, how I found the illustrator, what the process was like, you know. The journey Where of, I pulled you know, inspiration from. Right. 
who is the counselor? And more importantly, who is the camper? And who is the camper going to be? Hmm. Thought-provoking stuff. The rest is still unwritten. The rest is still unwritten. So check that out, patreon.com slash the toast. It's podcast and video, just like the regular episodes of The Toast. So if you are missing seeing our faces today, we're there on the Patreon. Yes, today is audio only. Um, and that's because your girl looks fugly. I look so ugly. But I feel at peace. You know, something about the Hamptons is very relaxing. And because you're in the Hamptons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would have done like Zoom. You know, I just hate Zoom episodes. That is, well, first of all, don't call it Zoom because no, we, don't we don't use, use Zoom. Zoom. And any Zoom podcasting is a horrible experience. It's not, it's not a quality experience. But we do have like a pretty good situation for when we want to do video remote. But, you know, you're not missing anything with these face, yeah, with, like, these, with these mugs. With these mugs. That's what I look like today, like muggy-o. We're a couple, we got a couple of mugs on. Mugs. You only need to hear our sparkling personalities and our beautiful voices. Yeah, I don't know if I would call my voice beautiful. My voice isn't something, like, I'm proud of. My singing voice, yes. But my podcasting voice, like, I actually find it so cringe. But you wouldn't have your singing voice without your talking voice. So true. You said it there, sister. So you really shouldn't put yourself down. When you sit down to like remote podcast, what are like the things you have around you that you just need while you podcast? Obviously, besides your equipment. Usually, like I always have I have a coffee. But today, yeah. Zach was not available to make me one. So it's just water for me. I always have like a drink. I always have aquaphor. There's like a few things I always just like need. You know, maybe I'll put on some aquaphor. Got a fresh tub. What's better than a fresh tub of aquaphor? Oh, yeah. What are you going to do since you're not sitting at your vanity, like, combing your eyebrows the whole time? I know. I'm, like, in a different spot. I'm, like, so bored. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe maybe podcast. Maybe, like, listen? <laughs> maybe listen. Maybe. I'll see. Maybe listen and learn. Listen to the sound from deep within. We've got a great show today. We obviously have some, you know conclusive updates from the saga that's taken over everyone's week the submersible stuck you know at the titanic it's bad news it could be worse i think out of all the theories that were popping around a lot of people were hoping for this one so we'll get into that along with some other just details that's that are coming out so many about the circumstances people who were supposed to be on james cameron Um, speaking out yes james cameron yeah he's not holding back I mean, he's qualified. He is qualified. He's been down there. I wasn't sure if he had been, but he has spent time down there. He's I think, obviously a I think fanatic. he's been down there 50 times. Is there a safe way to go down? I don't think anything is like completely safe because it's like an unregulated whatever. But I think like he went to the best of the best of the best of the best. And he said himself, he was like, I've gone down a bunch of times always by myself. I would never make anyone come down with me. I would never ask anyone to come down with me because it's, you know, it's unknown. Who, like he's in a one-man vehicle? Or like with the professionals who do this. You know, he didn't take like a a co-director or a family member. Got it. Like Hamish. Right. Okay, well, we could get into everything. I guess. I guess it feels like so, so soon. But I guess we're kind of all caught Mm. up for the week, like... What did I do? Oh, I watched Kardashians last night, which we have a Kardashian oh. story. So um, I'll talk about my thoughts then. Okay. I didn't watch it yet. I've been seeing like a bunch of stuff, but something kind of like 
monumental did happen to me last night. I totally forgot to tell you. What? Before we drove out to the Hamptons, we went out to dinner, um, and I found a hair in my dish. No. Yeah. No. I won't sully the name of the restaurant because it was a clean facility and they were so apologetic and they comped my ice cream, which was great. Um, but I just wanted to let everyone know I found a hair in my dish, you know? That's upsetting. My night was ruined, so so should yours. No, that's messed up that you would tell us that. Oh, is Some it? Some people are eating. Yeah, okay, well, I so was I. <laughs> so was I. Damn turdy. Yeah, so now that I've ruined everyone's day and appetite, I think we can get into it. Now we could get into the Fast Five stories that you need to know. Thanks, Jax. And today's episode is brought to you by Impossible Foods. Jax, let's talk about hot grill summer. Wait, what? What do you say? What? Hot, hot grill summer. Grills, they need to be hot to be cooked meat on. And this summer, Impossible Foods wants you and your grill to join them in making meat history. Making meat history. Got it. Making meat history. Yeah. You better get it. I, you As know you I may, love history. And I know you love Impossible Foods. And I love meat history. So, as you may or may not know, Impossible Beef is delicious. It tastes just like beef, and historically speaking, beef is absolutely delicious. That's correct. But Impossible Beef is made from plants. Also correct. Well, Impossible has zero animal hormones and 19 grams of protein per serving. And it's better for the planet, Turdy Lou. Correct, Jackie-o. Where would you be without me? And where would the planet be without me and without meat made from plants? I don't even want to think about where the planet would be without you, Jack. Seriously. <laughs> Let's not think about either of those options. But if you're looking for options on what to grill, grab Impossible. Well done, Turdy. Well, you know, it's summertime and the living, nope, summertime and the grilling's easy. You missed my joke. Well done, Terry. No, I heard it. I just, I just breezed past it. You didn't see, do you see what I did there? I saw exactly what you did. So anyway, start making meat history today. Head over to the meat aisle at your local store, grab some impossible beef or patties and get grilling. It's grilling season. You don't want to miss out. No. Do so with impossible foods. Thank you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Lululemon. Lululemon shorts were made to stretch, flex, and support the infinite ways of working out, giving you the courage to leap into something totally new and unexpected. So Lululemon is obviously the go-to destination for all things outdoors, at leisure, but it's summertime. We all need our shorts, and they have some of the best shorts. We love the Hottie Hot short. It's their short with a comfortable range of motion and a flattering fit. They allow you to max your stride so you can move freely with confidence. Their lightweight, swift fabric lets in airflow so you can move without baggage. It's designed to wick away sweat before you even notice that it's there. Carry your essentials with two perfectly placed, discreet pockets. They also have the Wonder Train short, which is their short with a supportive stretch. It also keeps you dry because it's powered by the Everlux fabric. The Wonder Train collection manages heat and sweat so you're staying comfortable and focused. The material is sweat wicking and quick drying. It absorbs moisture and wicks sweat away during the most intense trainings. And it's super supportive. It offers extra support so you can do what you want without interruption. They also have great men's shorts if you're looking to get a nice pair of shorts for the man in your life or if you're a man listening. A versatile short that is up to any challenge. The Pace Breaker Short. Their ultra lightweight fabric means you can train, move, and stretch how you want without baggage. Each pair of Pace Breaker Shorts is designed to wick away moisture so all that's left is your intention. Secure storage means you can keep things close without feeling them bounce around. Lululemon Shorts are 
Steeny tested, Steeny approved. Get into Lululemon shorts at lululemon.com. That's L-U-L-U-Lemon.com, lululemon.com. They're also undercarriage tested and undercarriage approved. You said it there, sister. Okay, our first story is an update, the update on the Titanic submersible. Debris from the Ocean Gate Expedition's Titan submersible was found on Thursday, which would confirm that all those aboard had perished. The Coast Guard said yesterday the array of debris on the ocean floor found 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic meant that the craft would have suffered a catastrophic implosion sometime after it had been lost one hour and 45 minutes into its dive to the wreck, 12,500 feet below the surface on Sunday so I guess there's like no way of knowing how long after things went wrong and before it imploded knowing that it imploded I think I read it's like a nanosecond it takes for like your spine like like they went peacefully um but who knows what the hours leading up to that were did it happen you know the second they lost communication an hour and a half in that would be you know best case scenario or were they sitting there you know freaking out wondering what's going on so I think they had no idea what was about to happen also I'm not sure if you saw but um, a top secret U.S. Navy sonar detected the Titan sub implosion hours after the submersible lost contact with the mothership so basically since the 1950s there have been like there's been audio technology in the ocean that like the U.S. has um, to detect if enemy submarines are coming Mm. and those detection systems heard an implosion that was likely the Titanic sub. Uh, Do they know what time? They're not giving us a specific time. But then the question is, why are we just learning that yesterday? Why did we all count down this oxygen tank? Oh, yeah. Um, and no oh, one... So that wasn't even legit? What? Well... No, like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little shady. Mmm conspiracy yeah a little conspiracy because then right after they reach their conclusion of you know we found debris and it probably imploded now we're hearing that the u.s navy knew that the day it happened on sunday well maybe like the navy heard it but like again the ocean is so vast and so crazy like how are they to assume at first no at first but like then there's this huge yeah mission and so and then they spent millions of dollars on a rescue mission and so it's like why did they allow a, uh, th- all of the different entities to spend all this time, money, and, and hope if yeah. they knew that something imploded in the ocean at the same time that that thing went missing. I wonder if the families knew. I don't think so. Damn. This whole story is just like willy central. Like it gives me the willies. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But I do think, like you said, out of all best possible case. outcomes where they don't come back alive, this is kind of best case because they might have just been, you know, on their way down, excited, and boom, before they could even process, like, not even a second, less than, like, yeah. they wouldn't have even known what was happening, and then it was over. Yeah, I think out of all the terrible ways this could have went down, this was one of the better ones. Obviously, the best one would have been them coming back. Mm-hmm. But um, now we're just, like, getting so many details about, like, the people inside. I think a lot of people, like, are really drawn and just having a lot of sympathy for the 19-year-old boy who was on there. Um, and I believe it was his aunt who, like, spoke to some publication saying he really did not want to go on this thing. Like, he was freaked out. It was a Father's Day thing for his dad, and he was just, like, doing it to make his dad happy. But, like, he really did not want to be on that vessel. Yeah, I saw that. So sad. So, so sad. And then also I saw this morning that there was a different father-son duo who were supposed to go, or um, the CEO was trying to get them to do it. 
and the son of that father like he wasn't he yeah him and his friends like researched it and was like dad this is weird yeah and so they didn't go because the son didn't want to go but like the the dad shared the text messages that he had with like stockton rush the ceo and at one like he said that his son my son's friend researched what could go wrong and put a little scare in him i'm trying to talk him down he's excited to go but concerned about the danger and the CEO goes, I'm happy to have a video call with him, curious what the uninformed would say the danger is and whether it's real or imagined. Ooh, not the gaslighting. Yeah. So wait, was Stockton on the ship? Yes. Right, so it, like now it's like who... Um, Who's to blame? Like who bears responsibility for the loss of, you know, innocent lives? I, I do, guess... But, the company... Uh, and I mean, that would be, you know, Stockton had he been alive, but there is another co-CEO, I think. But the waivers that they signed were right. so extreme. Like, I don't, they might be ironclad because mm-hmm. they literally, they say death eight times in the whole thing. Yeah. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people who were supposed to go, um, this like world-renowned diver, his name is Chris Brown, which is just beyond confusing. Um, he was supposed to go. Uh, there were a few people, but seeing how Stockton and like the text messages were sent were so shady because this thing cost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I think he was like offering a deal for his son and him, like a hundred each. It's yeah. like so like ranking. It was like last minute pricing because no one Rinky wanted dink. to go. Rinky dink. Mm-hmm. Such a terrible story. I guess you know in terms of an ending. This is one of the better case scenarios, like, you know, imagining them suffering. They're like freezing, freaking out for days on end. It's so horrible. So obviously it would have been better had they returned and, you know, lived to tell the tale. But I guess this, out of all the ways it could have ended, this isn't the worst one. Yeah. I just want to know why we didn't know on Sunday that they heard an implosion because all week we're like, there's banging on the seafloor. Like we knew every little detail of what was purportedly heard, but not that there was that there's audio technology in the ocean that picked this up. Yeah. Also, that's just like a crazy thing to have audio in the ocean. Well, it's so crazy because I'm currently reading this book that's about World War II and like they're really, um, the girls in the, um, the main characters in the book, they work at this like station that is responsible for decoding German, like Morse code and stuff, like to see if they'll crack what the Germans are up to. Mm -hmm. And like that was their version of like spying and now it's like, Imagine if we had had these little sonars in the ocean in World War II. Oh, yeah, for sure. We would have drowned them Nazis, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that this that these sonars are a response to World War II because they had yeah. all those, like, German U-boats blowing up ships. And this is, technology is from the 1950s, which is right after. Right. So. That's that on that in the submersible story. I guess so, but. I'm sure more stuff will come more out. More stuff about- will come out. And literally everything, every headline is just some facet of this story. I think people are really captured by it. All the people mm-hmm. who have ever gone down to the Titanic are speaking out. Family yeah. members of Titanic um, victims are like, this is a grave site. Why is it a tourist destination? So true. But I also do think sometimes grave sites are tourist destinations, like not in a negative way, but like the Holocaust. Uh, yeah, no, I guess you're right. They're like museums. yeah. Hmm. And so, yes, James Cameron, I think he did an interview or something. Mm-hmm. He's been very outspoken about the whole um, saga. Yeah. 
he is kind of the authority to lay people such as us on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. And you know, it's not like he's underqualified for that role. Like, yeah, he's a movie director, but he did he did the research. He's been down there. Right. It's not like us, you know, listening to Leo because he played Jack Dawson. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know? exactly. exactly. He James Cameron literally built a sh- the Titanic in order to make the movie. Like he had to build the ship. Yeah. You know, every detail, no, every all the day like he knows everything. He's well versed. Yeah, he is. And I read that one book, so I feel like I'm like number two. I would agree. And I saw the movie, so I think that makes me like number three. And the movie's pretty close. It's historical fiction, but they got oh a God, you know, last night at dinner, I was with Ben's family. We were obviously talking about the submersible. Like, what else is anyone talking about? I found out Ben has never seen Titanic. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? Now, in thinking about it and knowing Ben, it's not. Yeah. I mean, I've only seen it like maybe like once or twice. You should, like, you guys should sit down and watch the whole thing. It's amazing. I know. Maybe like tonight, a rainy day, Titanic. We have dinner plans. Rainy day. What about day? Ben's working all day. I'm literally like going to go gallivant on my own. Or you're going to watch the Titanic. Yeah, I have to see the TV as Netflix. Hmm. Well... That's that on that. Yeah, really sad. Terrible. Are you ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. Kesha and Dr. Luke have settled their defamation case out of court, signaling mm. an end to the long legal drama. Kesha and producer Dr. Luke have settled their defamation dispute out of court. Both parties announced Thursday with each releasing a quote related to the settlement that indicated they mutually see this at the, as the end of their road for their lengthy legal disputes. Dr. Said, Dr. Luke said in his statement, like he's not a doctor, is he? Mm, that's a good question. I think it's like a stage name. It's just like rude. Because it's Dr. hard to be a Luke doctor. A doctor? Oh, maybe he has like his doctorate of music. Maybe he's like a PhD. He's No, he's just known professionally as Dr. Luke, but his name is Lucas Sebastian Gottwald. Okay, my theory was very generous. Beyond. <laughs> Dr. Luke said in his statement that he wishes Kesha well, while the singer said that she wishes nothing but peace to all parties involved, as the court dramas apparently draw to a close. Kesha said, only God knows what happened that night. As I always said, I cannot recount everything that happened. I'm looking forward to closing the door on this chapter of my life and beginning a new one. I wish nothing but peace to all parties involved. So was Dr. Luke suing Kesha for defamation? Yes. After she had sued him. Alleged. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, That's like such a fucking bold thing to do. Like it's widely known, allegedly, that, you know, Dr. Luke has allegedly, you know, done stuff. So like he got accused and he like technically, I think in a legal sense, got away with it. And then to like go after someone for defamation. I mean, that's fucking balls. Yeah. Nuts. I'm happy for Kesha that this can be behind her. I'm not sure it was like the exact outcome, but I'm sure after years and years of just like being in the legal system and not getting anywhere really, mm-hmm. um, it's nice to just tabula rasa. It's just like enough. Yeah. And she's been like, you know, putting forth new music and just like building mm-hmm. her career back up and nobody needs this hanging over their head. No. Yeah. No, I'm sure like, uh, yes, it's not exactly how she would have wanted. It's not real justice being served. But at some point, like, I'm sure she just wants to move on with her life. Yeah. 
And as for Dr. Luke, I hope you're somewhere praying. Right. I do. I hope your soul is changing. True. I hope you find your peace falling on your knees praying. That song is so good. It is. It's probably Kesha's best song. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes I pray for you at night. Like that bridge, especially when she performed at the Grammys with all those ladies. I hope someday you'll see the light. Oh, some say in life you're gonna get what you give. Oh, but some things only God can forget. Like, I don't know how you don't get chills when you hear that song. They're gonna throw you overboard. They're gonna throw me <laughs> overboard. <laughs> they literally are. Yeah. What do you think is her best song? Um, I have to pull up her album, but I used to listen to her music like in co- like all the time in college, and there yeah. were obviously like the classics that we danced to, TikTok, like Timber. I know that's her and Pitbull, but like that song is a certified bop. Is that the same song as I hear your heart beat to the beat of the drum? That is Ben Soffer's number one song of all time. Like when no. that song comes on, Ben Soffer's pussy popping on the dance floor. No, it's true. It, it's that good. But like. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. I'm looking at her album Animal and like all of the songs are so good. Like, like read them to me. Your love is my drug. TikTok. Ooh, Take it off. Because you love, you love, you love. That one's good. Uh, Take it off. Kiss and Tell. I one. Yeah, you do. You know all of these. Steven. Um, but one that I love, which is so random, is Dancing with Tears in My Eyes. Yes, I know. You put that on the Quarantines playlist. It's just, oh, it was such a Quarantines vibe. Yeah. Uh, Warrior, Die Young. I mean. No, she's like an underrated hit maker. And I hope she can just get back to that now. Focus on that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure it's just been like a really toxic negative few years for Kesha. And I'm looking forward to ushering in Kesha's next next era, whatever that may be. Yes. Are you ready for our next story? Is this number three or number two? Number three. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Andy Cohen is slamming the insane rumor that Meghan Markle faked podcast interviews. So oh. Oh. Andy is jumping to Meghan Markle's defense after it was claimed that she didn't conduct her own interviews on the newly axed podcast Archetypes. He um, called the rumor insane. He said, of course I spoke with Megan, and she definitely interviewed me. That's an insane rumor, he told Us Weekly. Her podcast is conversations with people. How would she not have? Of course she did. Well, if you read Andy's book, you know that they they did have the conversation together for the podcast. But there were other people who were on the podcast. Just they weren't like major, major celebrities. They might have been like experts or professors. And somebody, a few of them were doing an interview and just said that they were interviewed by a producer. Yeah, I'm sure for the big ones, the big wigs, right. they got Megan. But also now what Andy had said about um, his experience doing her podcast is also kind of resurfacing. Of course. So it's like he's not saying he had a great time, but it was Megan. But it was her. Andy's actually making a lot of news because he had Kelly Clarkson on Radio Andy. 
And he, Andy brought up her infamous tweet, Kelly's infamous tweet, when the whole Taylor Swift, Scooter Braun Masters thing went down. Mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson was the one who like innocently tweeted like, Taylor, you should get back in the studio and just like re-record all your own albums. Your fans will love it and you'll get to own it. It was like so innocent. And then that's actually what Taylor ended up doing. Um, and Andy was just like asking her about that tweet. And she said, actually, like that like created beef between her and Scooter Braun. She doesn't really like work with Scooter Braun, but Scooter Braun called her manager and he like took that tweet as like an assault on his name. Mm-hmm. She was like, it literally had nothing to, she responded in to Andy. She was like, it had nothing to do with Scooter. It was just like an idea that I had because I know owning her masters is really important to her and I knew her fans would support her. It was like not this, you know, calculated threat to Scooter Braun. And then she later ran into Scooter Braun and he brought it up again. Like she said it was like completely innocent, but of she's course Team it Taylor. Was. When has Kelly ever done anything nefarious? When has Kelly ever been anything other than innocent? Literally. Literally. I'm loving all this Kelly promo, though, because she's obviously gearing up for her big album release. And, you know, Kelly's making waves. Kelly's making news. Yes, she is. She did, like, that Apple Beats one with Zayn show. She's on. I have a question. I have a question. Mm-hmm. No disrespect. Zayn Lowe is an amazing interviewer. Does anybody listen to that? I think I feel like, like Taylor went on it. Every It's like a major stop. If you're releasing music, you absolutely have to do that. And I'm sure it has something to do with like, you know, wanting, you know, good placement on Apple streaming. It's like a good partnership thing. But does anybody sit down and listen to Zayn So Zaynlo? I think the the fans of that artist do. Like, right. Um, I did not listen to Kelly, but I think it's really for like, it's a great place for the fans to go. I don't know that he right. has so many fans who listen to every single episode. It doesn't matter who the guest is. I don't think it's meant to be that sort of show. Got it. Yeah, like, I listen to Luke Combs. Right, right. You're not really listening for, like, Zayn. You're listening for your favorite artist. Now, what was – who had the Apple show before that everyone was actually obsessed with? Also with a Z. Zach? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. No, wait, hold on. It's important. Like Liz Gillies went on it a thousand times. Ariana went on it. Oh, that's They're not. Friends a- with it him. wasn't Apple. Zach, it wasn't Sa- the Zach Sang show. That wasn't Apple. No. Yes, it was. I don't know actually. I think it was just his like show, Zach Sang. No, because now he has a new show, a podcast. But before that, he was like with uh, a big streamer. I believe it was Apple. Yeah. What happened to the Zach Sang show? It was canceled after a nearly decade on the air. But what air? He brought it back and he still gets like major guests and it's it's good. But it was on like a big streamer. I feel like I only ever saw it on YouTube. It was somewhere. Hold on, I'm on Wikipedia. Yeah, me too. He has a French Yeah, it was from 2012, from 2012 to 2022. But it wasn't on Apple. I apologize. It was on WYD Media. I never heard of that. Yeah, I think it was just his YouTube show. Westwood One. Mm, I thought it was like a... No, Westwood One. It's a radio network. Okay, I thought it was Apple. I apologize. But that was also like a, a big place like everybody used to go. They still go. Yeah. But things but just like, don't make waves like they used to. And I feel like celebrities, you know, artists, like, will listen to music and stuff, but... Unless you're Taylor Swift, like, everybody's always sitting down and everyone's doing hot ones. Everyone's, like... Yeah. Everyone's giving all of themselves up. Everyone's in Haley's bathroom. Like, there's so many different places to go. Yeah, I actually, I will say there are so many different places to go. But, like, 
Hot Ones is actually like so different from everything else. Everything is the same. Yes. Every, no, everything not, is the no, same. No, these are good shows. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like Hot Ones is actually, in my opinion, like one of the probably best web shows, at least the most creative and most original um, of our time. Like of shout out time. to Hot Ones. Yeah, I mean, everybody literally sits down and they're like, this is not going to be like other interview shows. And they're all the fucking same. Hot Ones is actually <laughs> not like other interview shows. Yeah. There's another, oh, like even Carpool Karaoke at one time. Was a disruptor. Was a disruptor. Hot Ones is a disruptor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, another, you know what else is a disruptor? The toast. The toast. You know what else is a disruptor? What? Primarily pure. That is true. If you want to have your healthiest summer yet and become the most vibrant version of yourself, start here. Cleaning up your skincare products. Swapping for natural options is a must if you want to feel good and glow from the inside out. And Primarily Pure has harnessed the power of natural ingredients in their complete line of non-toxic beauty products. From skin, body, baby, hair, home, you can't forget their cult-following natural deodorant. Primarily Pure products are handcrafted with real raw ingredients to optimize your results and your overall health. The testimonials that flood their Instagram feed, their inbox, and their website are proof that pure ingredients really do create positive change in your skin. You won't believe the before and after photos and the transformation stories from their community all across the world. From handcrafting natural skincare, creating educational content, cultivating intentional community, and even offering organic facials at their holistic spa, Primarily Pure exists to help empower you to not only improve your skin, but lead a healthier, more fulfilled life. Jax and I fell into Primarily Pure during your last pregnancy because you switched to their natural deodorant, right? And then we just started using all their products. Yeah. I got a package with so many products from them, like room spray, natural deodorant, like serums, oils, and everything is so like indulgent and amazing and not what you necessarily might associate with like clean products. Mm-hmm. So now if I'm ever looking for like a clean version of something, I'm like, what does Primarily Pure have up their sleeve? If you're on the fence about making the swap to non-toxic products, especially natural deodorant and skincare, check out their five-star reviews at primallypure.com from customers just like you. Once you're convinced, use code TOAST for 15% off your Primally Pure purchase. That's www.primallypure.com slash toast. You'd co- use code TOAST at checkout for 15% off your order. Today's episode is also brought to you by our besties over at The Perfect Bar, the original refrigerated protein bar that you know we love. If you haven't heard, Perfect Bar just launched a new line of protein bars called Perfect Bar Layers. Perfect Bar Layers are a new line of crispy protein bars stacked with three delicious layers and packed with whole food nutrition. They're made with a crispy base of peanut butter and cashew butter. They're layered with dark chocolate or 100% real fruit, and then they they are sprinkled with toasted gluten-free oats. They're packed with up to 11 grams of protein. They come in two delicious flavors crispy peanut butter and chocolate, and crispy peanut butter and berry, which is basically like a healthy peanut butter and jelly. They're made with only whole food ingredients, which is their classic blend of 20 organic superfoods, and they contain no artificial preservatives, so Perfect Bar layers are stored in the fridge. So you could say that that these bars are stacked and packed. Actually, what was so fabulous is I I saw somebody post in our Facebook group, like, what is a toast-recommended product that changed your life? I'll go first. And she said Perfect Bar. Like, it's literally her favorite thing. That was so fabulous to hear. And if you aren't convinced already, they're also non-GMO project verified. They're gluten-free, they're soy-free, they're kosher, and they're low GI. The best part is that you can also now find them in the refrigerated sections at Target's nationwide. 
So Perfect Bar knows that it'll be love at first bite. They're offering you a chance to try their new refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text, upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store, and they will reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly into your Venmo or PayPal account. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free Perfect Bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free Perfect Bar today. Happy snacking. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Um, now I'm craving a perfect bar. Yeah, no, now I'm getting like a little hungry. What are you going to do for lunch? I don't know. It's a good question. You should get some Hamptons Fair. Yeah, I should. I should like hit the local main, main Street. I'll, I think I'll head to Main Street. In your car? In my vehicle that is mine. Are you far from Main Street where you're staying? I don't know, but I don't think so. I mean, we only got here last night. I literally haven't left this room because I'm about to podcast and That's true. then I'll go out. Wow, I'm jealous of your options. Thanks, girly swirly. Okay, our first 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 of the next two stories. (laughs) Rihanna appoints a new CEO for Savage X Fenty. The music superstar and business mogul is stepping down from her role as CEO of her lingerie brand, Savage X Fenty. She is being replaced by former anthropology CEO, Hillary Super. According to Vogue, Rihanna will remain executive chair. In an interview with 40 Over 40, Super said she wants to be a relatable leader. She said, I take my responsibility as a role model very seriously. It is important to be able to visualize your future, and I hope that I'm helping the young women on my team do that by seeing a strong, kind, relatable leader, but but also by being resilient and fearless when things don't go as planned. Okay, I love that. But, like, to call yourself a role model is, like, kind of a crazy thing to do. Um, moving on. What is this giving, Jackie? It's... If you and I are on the same wavelength, like, I will die. Okay, let me think. Like, this is Rihanna's company that she started, and they brought in a CEO for e-commerce. Oh, the intern. Yes. Yeah, I guess. But I feel like Rihanna doesn't get pushed out of anything. No, by the way, in the intern, Anne Hathaway was getting pushed out. I think Rihanna, like wanted to get somebody I think they said like they're really trying to focus on e-commerce right now so they need someone with like a major e-commerce background I don't think this was like a slight towards Rihanna I think she probably wanted somebody to come in she's also like so busy with Fenty Beauty that like she really can't be everything to everyone I think Fenty Beauty is probably her baby and it's bigger um, and also just like being a mom. She's about to give birth. Like, I'm oh, sure right. she wants to be able to take maternity leave. I think she's trying to enjoy her life. She's built these companies and she's been the face of them this entire time to get them to where they are. But eventually you need to be able to offload it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so it's like not the like... the company needs to exist without you. Right. So she's taking like a more passive role while people run the day-to-day. I think it's really smart. It's what's best for like her ability to be a part of these companies. Otherwise you just burn out. Yeah, no, I don't think this is, like, suspicious at all. Like, I think people are always so quick to be like, oh, Rihanna's being pushed out. No, this is, like, not suspicious at all. I think it'll probably be really good for the company. Because, like, Savage X Fenty, I know it's, like, worth a billion dollars, but, like, it feels kind of mysterious to me. Like, where do you even purchase it? Online, I'm seeing a picture here of a storefront in what looks to be, like, a, a mall sort of complex. But I agree. It just feels, it feels very, like, I know it exists, and I know it's big. But, like, I've never seen it. Yeah, I agree. It feels kind of, like, exclusive and not ubiquitous. Yeah. And perhaps that's what Hillary's here to do. Perhaps that's what Hillary's here. And to be a role model. Well, I just want to say, she. the first sentence said, I take my responsibility as a role model very seriously. So I feel like maybe the question was, like, yes. how do you feel about being a role model? You know what? 
that's so fair of you to say. And I take it back. You're right. She definitely, no one would just say like, hey, how are you? Well, I'm a role model. You know, like, yeah, yeah. no, you're right. I feel like role model was in the question. And we could probe and find her 40 over 40 interview, which I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, I actually, that's so funny that you brought that up because I was just reading this thread on Twitter of all the people who've been named Forbes 30 under 30 who are now in jail. Oh, wow. What are they in jail for? Elizabeth Holmes. Oh. Or they're either in jail or like were arrested. Martin Shkreli, that pharmacist guy. Oh, okay. So they like, you know, the businesses were fake. Yeah. Um. Wait, there was more. Uh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Sam Baker Friedman, of the course. FTX guy. Of course. There was a bunch. It was actually really funny. That is really funny. So then mm. what about people in their 30s? If it's like 30 under 30 and 40 over 40, then like while you're in your 30s, you don't. You're just like irrelevant. You're unqualified for any list. Is it 40 over 40 yeah. or under 40? Over. Oh, yeah. I guess Forbes doesn't see the 30s as like a valuable generation. <laughs> Good to know. It could be 30 in their 30s. Love that. I think that's cute. Yeah, I mean, I guess what like what they're like subconsciously saying is like if you do something successful under the age of 30, like that's impressive. And if you do something over the age of 40 and we're still talking about you, like I guess you're impressive too. Not really. I mean, people over the most successful people are over the age of 40. Over the age of 40. Yeah. I don't know. I think they just like lists. I think they love a list, yes. They're making a list and checking it twice. Checking it twice to take the bedoors down. Yeah. So congrats on the new CEO. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats. Congrats, Hillary. <laughs> Our fifth and Hillary. final story. Some cute news from Kourtney Kardashian. She's showing her baby bump progress and saying it's been a minute since I've done this she did a Q&A asking for clean body care for during pregnancy because as she said it's been a minute since she's done this she should listen to our ad for primally pure by the way this is like must be so crazy to like experience pregnancy in like two totally different places in your life. Like, yes. I feel like most people like bang out all the kids and then it's like they're in their baby making era and then after that they're in their like, you know, after baby making era. But to like experience it when you're like older and wiser and she's clearly like in such a happy, secure place in her life, it's probably so crazy. Yeah, and I'm really actually curious like what things she's going to do differently in her pregnancy. That Like I wonder if she'll have like a natural birth. I don't know mm. if like with her, with rain, like did she still have an epidural? I'm sure I could watch an old episode of Kardashians and like right. find out. But like I could see her giving birth at home in the bathtub. Oh my God, please, no. Like, Except I will never probably, understand that. She probably won't because of her age, and I think that just, like, automatically makes her high makes risk. Makes it high risk. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. But I'm loving this journey for her. I wasn't in the studio on Tuesday when you guys, like, broke the news. Oh. But I think we talked about it. But I just am so, so happy for her. Me too. Also, like, because last season, like, watching her, you know, get her eggs and then knowing, because, you know, that was a year prior, knowing that it, like, didn't work out for her. That's, like, so tough. And then seeing her, um, she, like, posted on, on social media a few times when she was going through IVF and, like, all those things. Like, her body was just, like, so beat down and she was, like, so bloated and she had, like, bruises everywhere. Um, I don't think, like, that journey made her happy at all. So mm -hmm. I think she gave that up for the sake of her own happiness. And then to just, like, naturally get pregnant is so, it's, like, it's, like, the, the definition of, like, God's plan. Yeah. And you can just I'm really happy for her. feel how how happy, like, how much they want this and how happy they are. So I'm happy for her, too. Um, but I did watch Kardashians last night, and it was good 
there were highs and lows. Like, mm -hmm. lows being the way that they're talking about this Dolce & Gabbana fashion show. I'm sure it was, like, a huge deal for Kim. But it was starting to give, like, SNL where it's, like, this is now the fourth episode about this thing. And yeah. Like, and it's acting like Kim has literally, like, gone to the moon. Actually, mm -hmm. I mean, they wouldn't even be as impressed by that as they are yeah. by this fashion show. And it's just, like, uh, it's really, really cool. But, like, she put outfits together. Four episodes. Yeah. She put out, like, I mean, it's just, like, it skims to me is a bigger accomplishment than yeah. this. So. Yeah. Just the way that they're all talking about it, I'm like, I, I'm not feeling that from what I'm seeing. I'm feeling like this is a really cool opportunity, but like we're not reinventing the Let's wheel. Let's move here. on. Let's move on. So we the other thing that's happening is like Courtney is still like processing her feelings. She has a long conversation with her stylist, like about the, how they picked the looks for the wedding. It felt a little like planned, Staged. you know, just yeah. so, just so she could get out there. How like. Dolce and I thought this was interesting like Dolce and Gabbana wanted the girls to be in like their lemon patterns you know there's that like the whole motif that they have going on now is very like painted lemons and mm -hmm. flowers and everything and the girls and I, I get, I'm sure it was led by Courtney stylist who was like the head stylist of the weekend was like no we want to wear like these 90s looks we want like Dolce 90s Oh, by the way, that even though it sounds like a planned conversation that is pertinent information yes no I agree so it needed to be planned. So even though Kim went out of her way not to do like the Madonna collection and the lace collection. It's so niche. It's all the same. It, she was, it was all 90s stuff. Like, and it's yeah. like, why couldn't they do something else? But uh, clearly everyone like loves 90s. And Kim has been like into 90s style for a while, but so has Courtney. So it just yeah. turned out to be really similar. And then like, Kim was saying, you know, Courtney's Madonna dress that she wore. Like, I actually wore that in 2018 and I didn't choose it. Like, okay. But then I, I've and seen then, clips. Even though Kim seen, said that they didn't choose any looks from Courtney's wedding, like Courtney actually cited like a butterfly dress that she wore and mm. it was on the runway in black and Courtney wore it in mm. red. And like, I don't think it's a big deal, but it's like there was don't crossover, lie. you know, there was cross pollination. And like with these two girls where everything is like so heightened and sensitive, like they each are going like tit for tat and they're each making fair points about how like the other has wronged them. Yeah, the thing is, and then the clips that I've seen, it's like they're both, but more so specifically, like Kim just being like mean about it, you know? Like it's still your sister. Like that clip of like Courtney saying, uh, Kim saying that like, Courtney has no friends, but like all of her friends are telling her how similar it was. Like that's just mean. Yeah, so at the end of the episode, Kim has a conversation with Chloe, like about how she's like feeling about Courtney, and she is lit up. Like she's not feeling sympathetic. Mad. Like she's mad that Courtney is like taking away from her moment and like making it about her and everything. And like, even Chloe was like, you need to, to, when you do talk to Courtney, you cannot have this energy. Like, how yeah. dare you think I need your permission? Like, you have to just, like, listen to what she's saying. So next week is the conversation. Right. So has the show even happened yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That The show okay. was this week. Okay, okay. Because I'm like, not them just, giving us another episode. There was so much. There was the show and the dinner and all the accolades and everyone just, like, kissing. Oh, my God, we did it. Like, the biggest deal. And, like, I don't. I just it's so crazy like what like as an outsider what we see as like Kim's accomplishments and what she sees as her accomplishments because honestly the when this happens SNL like you're doing them a favor by doing SNL like it, she's giving them so much credit credit yeah so like I don't see this and I guess you know everyone's journey is their own and I feel like probably for Kim like after so many years of being like 
like a joke in the fashion world. Like she takes the acceptance from the fashion world so seriously. It's like the most important thing to her when like she doesn't realize like what we see. Like you are the fashion world. Like you don't need right. them. Like we all look but, to you. But what's important to her, like that's her own journey. I just like I don't see that. I feel the same way about like the Met Gala. Like even last season, they had a few episodes about like Kim's Marilyn transformation and the Met Gala and like just the way she speaks about the Met Gala with such reverence and like it's a it is it is a huge deal for her. But like for us, we're just like it's a party, right? And it, honestly, if you and your family weren't there, like less people would be watching, right? I like, really wouldn't care, right? So. Maybe she just can't see herself the way that that we see her. And that's a, sh- a shame. And I think also she never wants to appear ungrateful or like that these mm-hmm. moments don't mean something to her. Um, yeah. But no, we get it. Like, it's meaningful. Yeah. So uh, we'll see next week. But this is really like going on a long time now, this D&G storyline. Though it is meaty. So I'm not complaining entirely. Yeah, honestly, just though, ever since you like really changed my mind last week, like I'm so seeing Courtney's side, just like an in little things. Um, and there, I guess like a clip, I saw it go viral on TikTok. She's in back in LA having dinner with like Travis, two of her kids, a bunch of Travis's kids. Um, and the in her confessional, the yeah. producer's like, well, your family's not there. And she's like, this is my family. And I think a lot of people took that as a slight to her own family. But no, I think that's like, what you're supposed to say when you're like a blended family. I thought it was actually really sweet. She's like, this is my family. Right. And like her kids were there. Right. And that's not her saying that like her sisters and her mom are not her family, but these people are her family too. Yeah. I agree. Like it didn't. And also I'm pretty sure at least the way they showed it, it was at the same time that they're all in Milan. So like, why would they be at Travis's restaurant opening? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. It was for his um, crossroads vegan eatery in Calabasas. Cute. Like, they support each other's ventures in the Kardashians, and they're doing that in the Barkers, too. Yeah. Right, like, Travis did, like, a Lemmy collab. Courtney did a Barker Wellness collab. Like, it's it's synergy. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's a shortage of the two of them collaborating. Yeah, but it's like, and I think it works for them. But in the same way that, like, Kim went to Tristan's basketball games mm. and technically, like, supported him. Oh, oh. You know, I say, yeah. What? Where the girls weren't sis, there for the Travis? The girls weren't there for Travis, but like one, they put it in the episode as the girls were in Milan. So why the fuck would they be at Travis's restaurant? Yeah. Say the timing wasn't so, and the girls just didn't go to Travis's restaurant opening. That's interesting, and that's rude. Yeah. Do you because think- they keep? I mean, they're so supportive of Scott. Like they keep mm-hmm. everyone. French Montana, like Chloe's ex boyfriend, they keep everyone in the fold. So like Travis, who's actively married to Courtney, and is such a good stepdad to those kids. Like you should support. Yeah. So I think that's what the producer meant. And also, like, if they were – I could also see Courtney not having invited them. Because, you know, it's yeah, like Travis's too. thing and – She doesn't want them to, like, eclipse. Yeah, they don't – then it, it becomes, like, a major red carpet event if, like, Kim and Chris and Chloe – like, if everyone's there. But it's Travis's thing. Yeah, but don't thing. you want that for, for an opening of a restaurant? Like – I don't know. Travis opened it with his chef. Like – It was low-key. It was kind of low-key. The mayor was okay, there, Okay, I have though. to watch the episode. The mayor? There was a wow. ribbon oh, cutting, and guess who cut the ribbon? Penelope. Rain. Stop, that's so fucking cute. Right? No, I'm telling you, like, there's, like, a Courtney renaissance happening. Yeah, and, like, I love I love all the girls, but I am seeing her side 
this and season. And I never that used to see her side. But I just want to say, like, that doesn't mean in the past I think she's, like, had points that I've missed necessarily. No, like, no, like, when, like, I feel like this D&G thing, I'm, it's reminding me of maybe if you had a business that you were passionate about and... I thought Kim was 100% right mm-hmm. for that. Like, I st- I, I'm not looking back now and seeing Courtney's no, side. No, no. But I think Courtney was, like, for a few years, like, in a place in her life where she was really just genuinely, like, not so happy. And she was taking that out on everyone. And now she's in a place where she's so happy and so at peace. And it feels like everyone's having a hard time, like, being happy for her. Well, that, but also it's like everything in the past, you could just chalk it up to, like, oh, Courtney's, like, not happy and she hates everything and she's just, like, a hater. But now it's like, no, we know Courtney is like deeply happy. She's not just sitting around festering, trying to like make fights and hate everyone. So if like something is bothering her, like it's worth just hearing her out. And I thought she made a lot of sense. But I mean, still, my takeaway is like Kim should have done the show. And in the conversation preview for next week, it looks like Courtney says you chose like the money and the deal over my feelings. And like that's just like a little cringe like right. yes uh, yes I chose like this huge business opportunity over your feelings yes yeah and, and you need to Kim, set your feelings aside and Kim should have but like it would have been nice of her to like include Courtney in it in some way or do something yeah yeah um they just right, don't have, have that relationship they don't know like I that's think- what it is like at the end of the day these two are not close and like all those rumors like a year ago saying that those two like weren't talking like I fully believe them now Oh, for sure. They literally weren't talking. And even I think Kim like called Courtney to tell her that this was happening Mm -hmm. just to like tell her. But it was never like, you know, and you should walk down in your wedding dress. Like that would be so cute if she just included her. Like and that would have eased Courtney completely. And then Courtney would have been involved. Yeah. But no. No. Um, okay, well, I have to watch that episode, even though you just spoiled the whole thing for me. Thanks. No, there's still, like, some cute stuff there. Chloe was being really funny. Isn't she always? Yeah. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. All right. Well, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this great week of the toast. Thank you so much for being here and for listening, you guys. Um, we're back Monday. So thank you so much for listening to the Toast and Monday Morning Show. Where we deliver the fast, fast stories. You need to know every Monday, Friday, YouTube, so for watching this on YouTube. Please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcast can be found. So it's Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Public Video, I already cast box, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us the Toast and Fast Story. Be a better, beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. Have an and we'll amazing see you. Day weekend weekend and head over to anywhere you get books to pre-order my children's book The Camper and the Counselor which is now available everywhere for pre-order and will be released in October and if you're missing us already there's a new episode on the Patreon of Turdy and I me and Turdy me and Turdy love, love ya. ya bye bye.